All right, it is that time once again to hit the books, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Knish, producer extraordinaire Zach Phillips. I am Brad Powers. Hopefully this week we have internet connection. So far, so good, it looks like. So far, so good, baby. Yeah, so far, so good. So a lot to get to today. Obviously, we'll be talking week zero, week one, college football. We'll be talking some of the news that's happened since the last time we talked to you guys. Also, quick announcement. We did officially hit 1,000 followers on Twitter as far as the Hit the Books page. Thank you to all of you that, that have followed here. And speaking of following, you can also follow BetStamp, which sponsors Hit the Books. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, player props. You can save time and money by checking uh, BetStamp before you bet. You can download the app today. Make sure you're hitting betstamp.app uh, slash hit the books to sign up today. That is BetStamp. A little cross promotion there. Kanish, I see you did a four hour broadcast yesterday on mini golf. How goes it, man? I mean, let's. it's going a lot better since Pozzola won and got me back. I tell you what, if he would have lost that match, especially with some of the the, the way it was playing out there, uh, it, it would have been a rough day. I don't know if I would have showed up today. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if, <laughs> know if the hammer would have existed today if he didn't win that. Um, but, hey, enjoyed the stream. Uh, I don't know why. I like watching. I mean, I, I, maybe it's not everybody's cup of tea. I like watching, especially when I got a lot of bets on it. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed the Enjoy the round, and uh, you know, hey, hey, got the, the big man came through for us. So uh, now, now we can get down to the real business here. Yeah, and real business being obviously college football, and a lot to talk to. I see the comment sections already hot and heavy. Let me hit a, a couple of uh, news that that's happened uh, so far, uh, at least in the last week. And uh, I think breaking today, Texas A&M lost a starting tight end. That I did see. I think a, a position to really follow right now to keep an eye on is this Utah quarterback position. Uh, Cam Rising not only you know banged up less than 100%, will he or will he not play not only week one but maybe the early portion of the schedule. But the, ex, the expected starter, if he doesn't go, the guy that you know took a lot of the snaps during the spring, he has a serious injury. Uh, you know, Rose is his last name for, for Utah. So. There is a possibility right now as we're broadcasting this that Utah might be playing a third-string quarterback in week one uh, against the Florida Gators. We've seen a ton of money come in on the under already. I think, I mean, even FanDuel had like an early 56. I hate to say it, but I did, you know, bet under there. Uh, we've seen that, the, you know, climb down to 47. We've seen the side go from like 10 in some spots down to seven, seven and a half. Have you taken any part in any of this, Kanish, so far? Yeah, you know what? I, I t- and we talked a little bit about it last episode. Um, I just I, I had to I had to take a Florida position, and to me, I, I think you're you're kind of free rolling uh, this cam, you know, this cam rising injury. Where if he doesn't play, this baby, especially so with the, with the QB two now going out, I mean, this is going to steam down to to. to I, I'm t- I mean, I think we'd see like three or something. I mean, that 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 could be the difference between cam rising uh, and who they're going to you know run out there at quarterback. So. I think it just makes sense. And you know what? If he does play, maybe you see this tick back a little bit to 9-9. I still think there'd be buyers at Florida at 10, no matter what, no matter if Cam Rising yeah. plays at all. So I think the the cost-benefit here of taking a Florida position now, we're waiting to see. I'm sure I, 
I figure Utah's going to play it very close to the vest. He'll pro- even if he doesn't play, he'll probably be out there on the field pregame, you know, do- doing something. Uh, so I-, I don't think you know we'll know very you know much until uh, you know the game's about to start. But I think it's worth taking a Florida position now. Um, at worst, maybe you're you know you're a half point a point underwater if Rising does play. If he doesn't, this thing's going to steam through seven, through six, maybe through four, four and a half. So yeah, I, I just um, I think it's I think it's worth grabbing a position now. Some eight and a half out there. I'm telling you. The- there's just no I, – I don't see this really getting um, significantly worse if he does play. So, um, yeah. for me – and, again, I'm not the, the you know, the highest Florida buyer here, but um, it's just too high if, if we're going to be starting the third-string quarterback for, for Utah. Are we going to take eight and a half at Pinnacle? Are we going to use that as official best bet? I'm 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 okay with that to be honest with you. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I, I totally yeah. You can lock it in now. I think the the upside is is way bigger than the downside there. Yeah. Again, I don't see even if he gets ruled in like you mentioned. I don't. I don't see it getting higher than eight and a half. I'll tell you that. Because uh, again, he hasn't practiced all off season. He hasn't been 100. percent So and they'll be cautioned with them. I mean, Utah's facing their toughest schedule in the history of the school. So I, they're not going to go guns a blazing, run Cam Rising 10, 15 times in week one. Uh, so, all right, there we go. Hot and heavy there. Let's get to the chat. Lot, I mean, chat's loaded already. Uh, KN Cards, uh, grab the UMass, New Mexico State under 45 and a half. Feeling good about it? Uh, there's some disparity on this one. This in is the enough. These, these totals are uh, – some of these the totals, these week zero totals are making great Twitter content. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so this one I can tell you, again, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, Tailgate Tent is on the over, went, went ahead and gave out. I mean, he's not going to get too mad, I don't think. Over 42 and a half. Steve Fezzik is on the under and his big following. Uh, where's my money at? My money is with Tailgate Tent. I like the over. It uh, wasn't my favorite bet, but I, I made this total 44 and a half, 45. So pretty much where it's about sitting now is, is where I had it. So uh, that's where I'm at. Did you take involved in this one? Yeah, I, I was with that. I think it got a little low. You know, was hoping it would hit that, uh, you know, that 41 there. I think you saw a little bit of resistance there when it dipped down to 41 and a half. Uh, and then obviously the release at 42. So, yeah, I, I think it's right where, and, you know, I talked to some other guys um, as well. They had it kind of in that mid four, you know, 44 and a half to 45 and a half range. So I think it's right about if you're sitting on like he's at 45 and a half there. I don't think you got, you know, it's not like you got a, a you know, real horrible price or a bad number. I no, just I think, um, you know, it got a little low. It's going to be probably trade in between there, uh, you know, for, for until game time. So, yeah, I, I think I like the uh, the over a little bit better in, in the low 40s. But, um, yeah, I think it's one that, that kind of trades in that range it's in right now and probably fair at the moment. So I wouldn't – if you don't have a bet on either side right now, I wouldn't do much with it. Agree. Uh, I do have – maybe you and I will go head-to-head if it uh, continues to drop as far as the side. I like uh, UMass in the game plus the points. Uh, that That is a bet that I have made. I think you're a big New Mexico State guy. I am too this year. I just don't like laying more than a touchdown in that game. Jeff in the chat, Wisconsin 24 and a half. Yeah, this line has climbed up. I am on the Wisconsin side in this game, but if you told me right now 24 and a half, I wouldn't lay 24 and a half. Uh, did you take part of this one? I, no, I, I'm in I, the 22 and a half range is where I bet it. It's one of the things we talked about in the season previews. Um, I'm just I'm a little skeptical that this offense takes stride right right from the jump. Now is Buffalo the greatest litmus test in terms of like uh, yeah you know which I, I'm not gonna you know sauce up uh, you know my boy Mo Linguist over there and what he's doing. So I, I 
I don't think, you know, Buffalo's going to be the real the litmus test for how the offense is, but I'm just weary of having to cover, you know, now it's getting up 25, we've seen some 26 at a few places, like, you're going to cover a four TD spread. Um, I would have liked, you know, I would have preferred it, like, even though last year's Wisconsin team was a little disappointing, like, running their idea, I think they'd just be able to run over Buffalo. Now, yeah. I, you know, I'm a little, uh, these seismic shift in, in offensive systems when you haven't really turned over the personnel just makes me cautious. So uh, it would be a no play for me where it's at now. To be honest with you, if it's the, I would need more though, like in the 27, 28 range before I thought about uh, a Buffalo. So yeah, this is kind of a, it's kind of in a dead zone for me. Another, another one there. Is there yeah. It, you know, out there, but. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to close in that range. So I, I would tell anybody, you know, I guess, I mean, I only see it going up a little bit. So uh, I expected to close in that 27 range. I don't think it's going to hit 28. I think there'll be resistance there. So, but I am surprised to see a 27 already popping there. Uh, you're right. Uh, when you talk about Bielema, uh, Gary Anderson, early Paul Christ, and Wisconsin was a team you, you shouldn't be afraid of to lay points and they just lay on people in that second half and just grind, grind people out. I'm a little worried as far as week one, but my, my number said to, to bet Wisconsin. So that I am on that, uh, but not a 24 and a half. Steven Robinson in the chat heard a rumor that Joey K was spotted as an atmosphere model this past weekend in Vegas. Any truth to those rumors? I tell you, I, I never thought atmosphere models could draw up as much controversy as, uh, as they have so far. in uh, you know, the, the bet bash uh, reviews, but um, yeah, you know, I, you might see me down at the Detroit casino, uh, you know, as a, a atmosphere, uh, you know, when I dress up a little bit, but uh, no, unfortunately, uh, you know, didn't, didn't make it to Vegas to, to you know, make it, get the get the big bag as the atmosphere model, but um, yeah, maybe maybe you know you know a future career. Holt in the chat, and it looks their chat's pretty active, so I guess we're, we'll go chat heavy today. Unless you got something you want to get off your chest, uh, Holt. A uh, couple of Iowa, Iowa State players got charged since last week. Uh, obviously, more in, impactful for the Iowa State side. We're talking four or five starters now uh, combined, as far as there's a starting tight end, starting offensive lineman, starting defensive lineman, quarterback. I, uh, we don't have week one yet. I'm here to tell you, everybody watching this show right now, you are going to have to race me to bet Northern Iowa against Iowa State. Now, it's all going to be number dependent, but I'm telling you, I look to have Northern Iowa in pocket. They have, I'm working on FCS right now. Northern Iowa's got one of the best quarterbacks in the FCS. Uh, I think that they're very live in that game, to, to say the least. So that, that, that's the most actionable info I can give you guys out there. Whenever that get line pops, you expect to see a lot of Northern Iowa money against Iowa State. I, I would guess maybe next week we start seeing some FCS lines. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, you know, I would say just to follow up on that, uh, some of the Iowa, they, they actually the, they let reporters in for, for one of the practices over the week. A couple of tidbits there is one, McNamara went down a little bit yeah. in that, that scrimmage they were having. Didn't look too serious. No brace. Uh, he walked off, but he did stop. So something to monitor. I think he'll be fine. The other thing was some of the Iowa reporters were like, we saw four wide, we saw five wide, we saw some sets that haven't been run at Iowa since, uh, you know, uh, since, uh, you know, the the Civil War or something like that, whatever they were playing. I mean, so they are going to try a new, you know, to open it up. But I think by all indications, it's going to look a little different. Um, And McNamara, he had some long, you know, before he got dinged up a little bit, had some long completions and that, so... Should be a little bit more open. I think we'll see a little bit new brand of Iowa. Will it work against, um, you know, 
in the real in the real season against real opponents, uh, TBD. But it does appear they're at least going to uh, modify the offense uh, in some fashion. And we've seen one-way action in week one against uh, Utah State. People not afraid to lay the points here with Iowa so far. So there might be something to it. And I, I'm part of the Iowa money there. Uh, I just think for, for once, if they got an opportunity because of the stipulations, they got to average 25 points per game. If it comes down to it at the end, they got to put an extra score or two uh, to pad some stats for later in the season. They're going to do it, in my estimation. So uh, I, I do agree with the Iowa money so far. Although watch that Cade McNamara entry. I monitor that a little bit. Uh, Stephen Robinson in the chat. Love me some Vandy minus 17. Uh, I haven't bet this. This is one of the very few games I haven't bet yet. I, I have bet almost every single week zero, week one game. Have you bet Hawaii Vandy? I haven't bet side or total yet. No, I, I, uh, I, I, we talked about, I took a position of Hawaii versus Stanford. Having, you yeah. know, kind of a buyer on Vandy this year, but I do think Hawaii's offense will be improved uh, in year two. I don't think they, you know, they haven't done enough to the roster to make them, you know, really, uh, you know, a, a dangerous team or anything in the Mountain West. But I think the offense will see some improvement. You know, you saw it at the end of last year, too. You know, the, they looked like the worst team in FBS for the first month of the season. That second half of the year, some more things started to click um, the trip out to Hawaii. So, no, I haven't taken a position on that one. I think the number's kind of in range. Uh We'll have to see how, you know, I, and that's one that, um, you know, one of those games where you, you kind of get your first look at Hawaii and then they're, you know, they're, they're, they're playing again, uh, like, you know, six, five, six days later. Uh, so on the island. So I don't know. I, I gun to my head. I would lay it, but it's not one I've taken a position on. And how many in the chat? Uh, depth behind True Bine. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's in a competition. I mean, I think it's okay, Depth, because – I mean, it's not like he won the job so far over Trenton Borgay, who, you know, really ignited the Arizona State offense at the end of last season. So I know he had a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, I almost went to that practice on Saturday. I was played in the mountains. They call it Camp Tantazona. I just didn't feel like driving five hours, but uh, lazy ass me. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not downgrading Arizona State's power rating yet until I get further clarity on that injury. But even then, I, I, he wasn't running away with that contest with, with Borgay. And I, I just don't think – look, I watched Drew Pine play football last year being a Notre Dame fan. Uh, <laughs> I don't think much of him. So, uh, that's yeah, this is the right – if you're looking for Drew Pine, love, this is the wrong show. Like, yeah, there might be yeah. <laughs> anywhere else you can go. This is not the show that Drew Pine – the Iowa downgrade, though, would be more significant. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. with what they're – they've been trying to do with McNamara and the big side. Um, I think it's Joe. I we looked up his back, looked up his backup name, but yeah, that would Latest, be a more, I think it is. yes, yes, yes. A more significant downgrade with, um, with what they're trying to do there. So uh, yeah, I think you'd see if McNamara is out, I don't think he'll be out. Uh, you'd see that definitely come back, but I would say oh, that's it. He's worth three, four points, McNamara. Agreed. Agreed. The pine is is very nominal. Uh, and to be honest with you, kind of like a little bit what Gabe brings more in terms of his athletic ability uh, as well. So, um, but yeah, well, that's one that, uh, yeah, something that monitor for Iowa did not look serious, though. A lot of uh, in the chat uh, about Colorado State today getting hammered at plus 14. That being and guys, I'm just going to say, you know, a lot of this isn't rocket scientists. Know the players, know the guy, know the the, 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 the I'm not talking about the players that are playing football. I'm talking about the players that impact markets, the market influencers. So when you see lines moved, I mean, a lot of this is knowing who's moving the line. So in, in this instance, uh, you know, I, is he a FOP of yours? 
Joey Tunes? Uh, we're, when you say FOP, uh, uh, we, you know, like, we, you know, we, we, uh, we used to have a little bit of, uh, but, you know, I, I've gone a little bit, you know, Joey K is more of a professional now. Uh, so I say, but I did see he released it earlier. Um, yeah. that's one. If you've been listening to the show all summer, yeah. we might have, you know, we might have, you know, tipped you on at a better line earlier in the, the year. And I know, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, whatever people want to say with liquidity and limits. There was plenty of ways to get money down on that stuff early. So, yeah, that's one. Um, I mean, we were both on the Colorado State side early. I would say the only recommendation is, like, if you didn't get it when we talked about it or he released it, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't no. go change it now. I think there's some. And I know Colorado State's been kind of the offseason darling and you're too yeah. Bell and I, I I would caution that their their offensive line is still like which was horrific last year, could still be really bad. Um and Washington Wazoo kind of brings back, you know, a decent up. So it's not one that I'd be running to chase now that I mean there's some ten and a half, eleven and everything. Uh if you didn't get in on it, I would leave it. To be honest, if this dips under ten, I might uh, be actually looking for a little playback there on Wazoo. Yeah, ten I would be. Uh John Hudson in the chat. Joey Toon's group got Colorado State plus 14. Brad Powers and Joey Kanish's group got more than 14, <laughs> 17, 16 uh, a few weeks ago that was released. So it almost is getting too popular that, that I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, it's, one, it's definitely that game. It's that yeah. week one game that everybody's on. It's free money. And then it's yeah. going to be 35-6 at halftime wazoo. Yeah, let me let me pour some you know cold water on it. I do like Washington State's offensive coordinator. This Arbuckle kid for him is a future superstar. He's like 27 years old. Uh, he was the coordinator for Western Kentucky last year, uh, and I was impressed watching Washington State's pass game in the spring. They got a, three new wide receivers, and they looked like they hadn't missed a beat. So that would that one scares me a little bit at the current number. I would not bet at Colorado State now. Uh, Oregon, Robert Turner in the chat, Oregon State, 16 and a half point spread. My numbers say bet Oregon State at 16 and a half. Uh, I, I, I have bet, you know, 14, 15, 16, 16 and a half. I, I see value there. Have you gotten involved? That's a Sunday game. I think on CBS, one of the afternoon games. Yeah, I you haven't got involved in that one later, but that would be the side I would, I think under 17 there. Um, I, I think you, you're, you've kind of seen San Jose State take a little bit of a dip back Um in terms of they seem to be, you know, they had that one glory year um, and it seemed to kind of be falling backwards a bit um, as on the, you know, the flip side, Oregon State's on the, the trajectory up. Um, but at, at where it's current, I mean, I would lean uh, with an Oregon State play there, uh, but haven't haven't invested in it yet. So probably where it kind of think it trades in this zone. So I probably won't have much unless it goes dramatically either way. Uh, Trojans and, you know, minus 30 against San Jose state in, in week zero. Eh, that's about where I have it. 30, 31. I haven't gotten involved. We've seen a little bit of money come in on the over in that one. I, I don't want to play an over at that number until I see the impact on, on the new rule changes. And now I, I circled the game as possibly being an overplay, particularly the San Jose state side. I think they're kind of a dead over team this year, but have you played anything there? I mean, I, Caesar's Willie Hill had a stupid 27 number. I mean, I'm talking three months ago. I played USC then, but I wouldn't play at 30-31, would you? No, it'd be the – I wouldn't play it up there. Now. It'd kind of be the side I, w- I would still lean on. I think, um, again, I just we talked about San Jose State just now. A uh, little bit of a fade for me this year. think uh, USC can kind of name it. Uh, we'll see if their revamped defense um, – can actually, you know, I mean, this isn't the the litmus test of opponent-wise, but um, if the defense is better, I think they'll be able to just score at will on them. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I, it would be another one where it'd be a U.S. If this gets ticks down, uh, you know, it'd be one of those where, you know, 28 is kind of your buying point. Do, do I think it gets there? Probably not. Richard Jacobson uh, in the chat. Uh, what are we doing in West Virginia if we hit it at 18 and now it's gone to 21? I, I'm in the same boat. I've hit it. I hit it a couple times in that 18 range. Uh, I am, you know, I am gotten off of it. I'm still okay with my position. I mean, obviously you would like to have some CLV and typically, you know, about 85% of the time I do. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If it hits 21 in a lot of books, I'm going to rebet West Virginia. I, I'm okay with that uh, side. Uh, look, I like Penn State quite a bit. I just, I think West Virginia is a little bit, everyone's throwing them in the garbage this offseason because the coach is on the, the hot seat. I don't know. I mean, again, last November, if they were going to quit and show quit on him, they beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in November. So they, they almost beat TCU. I, I just, sure, they had some bad performances, but I mean, I saw just as many good performances. I thought they should have beaten Pitt in the opener. And I was on Pitt in week one last year against West Virginia. So, I, I mean... I don't know. What have you done? Have you played back Penn State here? I haven't. I'm, I'm actually looking to play some more West Virginia. I've also played the under in this one. Yeah, no, I, underwater uh, on, a, on a number here with, with you as well. Uh, and you know what? I, I mean, if this wants to keep going, uh, I know there's some 21s out there. If there's a 21 and a half, um, I'm going to yeah. add more. I think it's a dead nuts under game, and you've seen the under come down. I wouldn't be surprised to see this close low 50s. Um, West yep. Virginia, all they've talked about in the offseason is wanting to get back to running the ball, running the ball. I think both teams, I don't think Penn State's going to have the most prolific passing offense. There'll be a team that wants to, you know, uh, you know, establish stuff on the ground. And this is, you know, when you're talking about a team there, both teams are going to want to run the ball on the ground, you know, maybe a low 50s close on the total, three touchdowns uh, against, uh, you know, another FBS opponent that I, I reasonably, I don't think they'll be great this year, but I don't think this is something yeah. where, um, you know, Penn State will just be able to roll over them nonstop. Um, I'm not – I know there's some other people out there and some other shows that are super, super, super high on Penn State. I'm not there. Um, and, and so, and listen, maybe Drew Al, you know, comes out, proves me wrong. Uh, yeah. But to me, this isn't a game where I'm, I'm ready to think they're just going to blow the doors off everybody um, in, in terms of being this, you know, electric offense and that. Uh, and I think West Virginia can – you can just grind the game down there. So, yeah, it, it's one I'll probably add another, uh, you know, half play, especially if I get a 21 and a half. Um, yeah, be adding more. Yeah, and maybe I was a prisoner of the moment when you and I decided to bet that. We weren't alone. I think a couple other people questioned it. I mean, we watched Penn State spring game, and it was brutal on the offensive side of the ball. And you, everything's in perspective. It's just one practice. But in this particular practice, the first team offense for Penn State was going up against the second team defense and couldn't get a first down. So, I mean, does that sound like you want to lay three touchdowns in a game against, you know, I wouldn't even say, I guess, a quality, you know, they'll, they'll flirt with bowl eligibility, West Virginia. And again, they they play up to the competition, West Virginia. I think they'll be psyched up to play uh, Penn State. It is a night game. Uh, that should be a hell of an atmosphere. So there's a little bit of worry there. Trent in the chat. Uh, San Diego State is work going to be ready to go. Everything I've read that he is. Otherwise, this line would be on the move uh, in the other direction. We've seen nothing we, but money. I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's not, then uh, yeah, I'm going to have some more underwater bets uh, on that one. Because, yeah, that's one we we liked a lot. All these indications will be ready to go. Um, I do think now, you know, if there's uh, any three and a half, I saw DK over there with three and a half too easy. I mean, nothing is. I, I, do, I, I hate to call anything too easy. Um, yeah, we, you know, we had some four and a half, five from the summer. Um, I think it's one that'll bounce back and forth between two and a half and three before a close, uh, unless 
you know, we get some bad news on Rourke, but I haven't seen any indication um, that that's going to be the case. So, yeah, if, you, if you've got the early position, just stick with it. There's still, if you can find one of the rare three and a halfs, uh, yeah, I think that's a smaller play and just, just kind of go from there. Yeah, and Rourke's going to be worth several points to a line, obviously. Although I will say the backup got experience last year, won a bowl game against, you know, a decent Wyoming team. So, uh, but but still, he, I mean, that line would close San Diego State 7 if Rourke didn't play. So, all intents and purposes, it looks like he will. And I think he'll be reasonably healthy. Uh, trip in the chat. Oh, I'm surprised we haven't got to this. My bad on this. I did a bad job of producing. Because uh, I know you were tweeting about it, Kanish. Uh, the SPM bet. The, the news with Barstool. Obviously, uh, you had some thoughts on bar, the Barstool Penn deal that went down. ESPN bet, now part of Penn Gaming National. Uh, I agree with Trip. Uh, that was going to be my take. It does feel like it's five years too late. Do I expect them to get some more market share than what Barstool had with Penn? Absolutely. I mean, they just got a bigger audience. Do I expect, you know, all of a sudden ESPN bet within a few years to overtake FanDuel and even DraftKings, who's second? No, I don't. I, I It's too late. I mean, uh, they, they should have been on top. They should have seen this coming five years ago. They've had ESPN chalk for the last five, six years. I don't know why. You know, they tiptoed around it. They should have fully embraced it when the, the Supreme Court made the ruling. I, I do think if they would have started five, six years ago, they would have probably the biggest market share. I just think people are comfortable with FanDuel, uh, the DraftKings. Now, they're not great books as far as, you know, guys like you and, and yourself and me as far as trying to get down. But I, the maneuverability of those apps uh, are just far superior. People are used to those apps compared to what, you know, Barstool's app wasn't that you know, great in my opinion, as far as usability. No, I agree. I mean, we could do an hour uh, on that subject there, Trip. But uh, I mean, to keep it short, I, I I totally agree with you. It's like too late. It's a, I mean, it's a tech battle, right? That FanDuel and DraftKings, yep. they got the best app, they got the best text, they got the best market share. And if you want to, like, the middle in terms of you've got your niche of what Circa tries to do with like trying to be the U.S. pinnacle in that, and I think that can work. Otherwise, I mean, you've seen it recently with WinBet and PlayUp. These companies that are, are trying to, you know, work the middle and think sports betting, we're going to hire some crappy operator and our app will be men, we'll just rake money. It doesn't happen. No. It doesn't happen. I think you've seen a lot of these small niche books start to go under. Um, I mean, it's a hard thing to do. And now I agree with ESPN. From our perspective, though, you know, like it's just that you, whatever, you can take the bar stool app and they're going to slap an ESPN on it. Nothing's going to, you know, the app's going to look the same. You ESPN. So, um, yeah, but it does seem like, Penn has made some uh, interesting business decisions that uh, uh, I don't think will work out in the long term for them. What'd you think of the? Not to go off subject. Uh, what'd you think of the the deal about Barstool uh, the, on their side of things? I mean, Portnoy made out like a bandit, so I, I think he, you know, he he did great. Uh, you know, he gets basically got a bunch of Penn stock for for free and gets the company back. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you know, like. It, not to try now people say, oh, Joey K. The thing is, I guess if you look at, like, what what is Barstool worth now, it's hard, it's really hard to make money as a media company when, like, yeah. you're just doing media. And it's like, so I know they've tried to do the merch and the, the pay-per-views and the rough and rowdies and even tried a subscription thing one time. But um, I think it worked out very well for Dave Portnoy for if you're a Barstool employee or what the future of the company looks like. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough business. If you've seen it with, you know, a bunch of different companies, it's a really tough business to, to make money in. 
I will say they have an extremely loyal following. I'm anxious to know. I mean, that they have done well with some other companies, like High Noon has blown up. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting if they get a, another, you know, sponsor type type thing like that. But I, yeah, I thought he made out fine, to, to say the least. Uh, opinions on USC, uh, Notre Dame game of the year. Uh, M. Halvany in the chat. What should the line be? Right around pick where it's been. That one hasn't moved too much. I mean, if I had to bet it now, I don't know. I'm, I'm right around pick. It sounds about right to me. I think uh, um, some early markets had Notre Dame as a dog. I played a little on Notre Dame, but I mean, pick seems about right to me. I will say this. I fully expect SC to be six and zero and unbeaten in the game. They don't play anybody prior to the Notre Dame game. So um, you know what? Kind of- that was going to be my, uh, is I, I think based just based off that where they've got like six opponents that they should absolutely slaughter. I think you'll see some of the market influence being there that, uh, I mean, now granted, if they drop one of those games or something, obviously that, or Caleb Williams gets hurt, then you're not sitting there, uh, you know, looking, looking as good. But I, I just think the U.S., I mean, you've got, Notre Dame's got multiple games, like four they could lose before, you know, that USC game there where they got NC State, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, um, and then get you. So I actually, um, I took a small USC position in that one early. That's that's kind of the side I would recommend just based off of um, what, what what both teams' schedule looks like, where I think yeah. Notre Dame will lose a game or two. USC has almost no shot to lose a game. And this is one where I think you could see, you know, them going into it being, you know, a field goal favorite or something just based off how the schedules play out. Well said. I could definitely see that. Plus one at DraftKings. That's not a bad bet. Uh, be interesting to see after the show if that's still available. I might take part in that. Uh, <laughs> Alex in the chat, Hawaii plus eight for Stanford. Interesting still. Nah. Too late. Too late. Yeah. D- d- 10, 10 and a half. Tens were out there. I think it's too late. I will say this. Watch how Hawaii plays a game before Stanford. Uh, pull behind the curtain. Some bucks are going to lead that Stanford game up. So depending on how Hawaii's doing against Vanderbilt on that week zero night, you might be able to get a good bet. I mean, if it's in the middle of the third quarter and Hawaii's playing Vanderbilt even, uh, sometimes a you know, book will be slow to be adjusting that. So that's a little pull behind the curtain uh, there. Uh, some books will keep yep. that line up. So no, And you'll see probably, you know, it, depending on how that – if that game goes drastically one way or another, yeah. then you're going to see some reaction. It might be an overreaction depending on what side you're trying yeah. to grab where if Hawaii hangs with Vandy till the fourth quarter, you know, that's going to come down to, you know, a touchdown or a touchdown. If they get blasted by 60, then you'll probably go back and, you know, wait on – and to be honest with you, that's probably the likelier outcome where you can kind of wait on it and probably get a little bit better Hawaii number if you want and do uh, – yes to sit on it there. So yeah, I wouldn't do anything where it's at currently. And we're early in the season. People a lot of times overreact because it's the only data point you have. Uh, There's only six, seven games on week zero. So people are going to be watching. Typically they're not watching Hawaii games. So whatever happens good or negative for them, they're going to overreact. So that's, that's some of the best actionable advice you and I could give to anybody right now uh, is to follow those week zero games because there'll be some overreaction there. Uh, Hawaii plus three and a half. You, you gave it out several months ago, plus five here. We're on that position. We even talked last week that plus three and a half, um, they'd be taken out and, uh, you know, three is the expectation there. So I think that's, uh, uh, we've talked about that. We beat that dead horse. Uh, M. Halbany in the chat again, uh, circa mood Michigan's win total of 11 minus 140. What do you say about that? Kanish? I mean, the, the issue is they, I mean, we, you're looking at they might have 
you're going to go into that position being a little underwater after the first nine weeks of the season there, where they don't really have much of a losable game until that final stretch there with the Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Um, I think 11 probably is the number. Um, and that that would kind of be, you know, it would be, yeah, dude. Am I running to the window to lay the minus 140 on 11 under? No, but that, that that's the way I would lean on it. I mean, 12 and 0, you, you, you just, it's too likely to get caught one of these weeks there, uh, especially when it'd be, I mean, a short fave at Penn State maybe, and then, uh, you know, around a pick, a short fave versus Ohio State. So um, I do I do think, you know, like a 10 and a half over was uh, the play when it was, but now a lot of those are juiced up. So uh, yeah, I kind of leave it where it would be there. Um, I know we talked about it on the show in the Big Ten preview of here that a couple of exact uh, wins, uh, one yeah. book had exact wins, and they had 12 and 11, and you could get yourself kind of a plus EV position betting both of those. Liked that better than, uh, you know, taking a position on the actual regular season win. So, but I think that's been beaten up now, so. Agreed. Before I get to Thomas Lynch in the chat, let me remind everybody that uh, the Circa Million Five is going on. It's, I know this is a college football show, but the best contest in Vegas is an NFL contest run by Circa. Circa Million Five and Circa Survivor contests are going. They are sponsoring Hit the Books right now. Those two contests combined, $14 million in guaranteed prizes. There is no rake, so if entries go above the guarantee, all extra money is going to go to the prize pool. Entries have been open the last couple of months. They do close here. September is rapidly approaching. September 9th at 2 p.m., they do close up. you got to register in person at Circus Sportsbook in the state of Nevada, where you're Las Vegas, Henderson, Sparks, Reno, and the Tahoe area. Uh, weekly picks can be made, though, through a proxy. You'll have to register with them at the time of the sign-up, and you they can pretty much you know put it in anywhere at, at that point as far as you having a proxy. Circuit Million Five, what is it? It's basically you are picking five games against the spread, NFL games, $6 million in guaranteed prizes, $1,000 per entry. You pick five teams against the spread every week. Winner with the best record takes home $1 million. There's quarterly and season-long prizes. There is a booby prize, $100,000 for the one, the person that finishes last. Circus Survivor, Survivor Contest, totally different type of contest. $8 million guaranteed to the winner in that one, $1,000 per entry, maximum of 10 entries per person. You pick one team straight up every week just to win the game, straight up. If the team loses or ties, the entry is eliminated. You can only pick each team one time in a season. You can pick the Chiefs once. So if you pick them week one, you can't turn around and pick them again in week five. You got to go 20-0 or be the last person standing to win. If a single person wins, they get the entire $8 million pot. If multiple people go 20-0 or multiple people are eliminated the same week to reduce the count to zero, they'll split the pot. Thanksgiving and Black Friday combined for a week. So does Christmas Day. That's how you get 20 weeks instead of 18 weeks. That is the Circuit Million Five and the Circus Survivor. I love that. Still spot. a big overlay in those two as well. I don't know if it'll last. Uh, you know, I don't want to, but uh, yeah. pretty big overlays in both contests uh, still, you know, with, uh, with a couple weeks to go. So, um, we, you know, you'll we'll see there. Uh, but it, it's, you know, one of the ones you can get a nice position just entering the contest, uh, you know, with, with, with one of the big overlays. So. Circus is a place to be. Obviously, it was all last week with, with the bet bash that was going on. We missed you, but I didn't make it though either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, there was some drama. I'm sure Robin and everybody else will be talking about it. There were some lively panels there. Uh, let's get back to the chat. Thomas Lynch, Boise State plus 14 and a half a grab. No, I'm actually on the other side. I took, I laid 14 with Washington. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't bet it now. I just, I thought it was much more likely to obviously close off of 14. 
them, uh, you know, obviously lower than that. So that's why I bet Washington. But what say you? I, my number, pure power rating number is like 15 and a half, 16. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, not strong opinion at 14 and a half. Um, I think it's another one I, where I'd, I'd lean, you know, a 14 if you could get one. Um, it does seem like, you know, it, I mean, this is a game like it, you, the old boys that you would have loved getting two touchdowns with them. Um, but the, their program's kind of been, been trending the, the wrong way for a while where they're, they're not, you know, you don't feel they can be as competitive in these games anymore. And Washington, uh, you know, could be set up for an absolutely massive year. So um, not one that, uh, you know, I'm looking to play against. A couple questions about UTEP, Jacksonville State, Trent, and John in the chat. Uh, I love that. Over. on this one? Nah, the number's about right. I, I've agreed with the money on UTEP. UTEP 1 is where I made it. That's where it's sitting. Uh, there were some early Jacksonville State was favored. I grabbed some UTEP there. Right now, I'm not really interested even in the total. Uh, did you get involved in this one? Obviously, you got Jacksonville State, new to the FBS, first FBS home game. They're a pretty good F, uh, FCS team. Uh, last year, Rich Rod, second year of the coach. He's familiar, obviously, at the FBS level. Uh, UTEP, we talked about this last week a little bit. You know, matchup-wise, Jacksonville State's defensive line undersized. UTEP has a good offensive line. So I do think UTEP's the right side here, but I'm not running the window to, to bet. I mean, you know, lay one. I even see Pinnacle there has a plus one on UTEP. Yeah, I, you know what? I, uh, and actually, there's still one there at the, the book we just talked about, uh, a 51. I, I played over 50 and a half. I played over there 51. Still some 51s. Um, I like that I like that quite a bit. Um, I, I think you'll see, obviously, the Rich Rod class. I mean, Rich Rod, we know what offense Rich Rod's going to run. They run the same offense for 15 years. So uh, we know it's going to be up-tempo. We know it's going to be fast. They were a good offensive team last year. And I don't think you've seen, uh, you know, Rich Rod defenses in the past where they don't, particularly match up well against these teams. And I know UTEP runs a little bit of a slower tempo. They want to run the ball. I think they'll have a lot of success slow doing that. Um, so it's a game that, uh, and I know, you know, with some of the new rules, people are going to be a little cautious with, with getting overs. I, I like 50. If you have a flat 51 there, um, even 51 and a half, uh, I'd be okay. But you can really, if you can find that 51, um, that's an overplay for me. I played that number personally. So that's one that's still, uh, still around there that uh, I, I like. There you go. Put that one in, Zach, over 51. I don't disagree with it because, again, I think both ways, Rich Rod's offense and plus the UTEP's ability to grind down Jacksonville State. I'm glad to see some over money in the marketplace because I was a little worried because I, I had quite a bit of overs in pocket when I was betting some of these openers. I'm like, shit, shit, I don't care about the new rules. Some of these numbers are just way too low, and I know it's week one, which is typically lower scoring than, than, than you know future weeks beyond that. But I, I bet more overs than unders so far in my portfolio, so I'm glad – to see guys like yourself, Kanish, uh, Tailgate Tent, some others, uh, not afraid to bet some overs here. Uh, we'll continue with the chat here for maybe another 10 minutes. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to the bottom of the chat because uh, BK just put in Navy, Notre Dame over. Yep, I love I it. Can't, I uh, can't wait for this guy. I've never been yeah. more interested in a game that I don't have a bet on yet than uh, the battle that's going to ensue on this game with the total. Over for me. Oh, th That's my favorite total week zero. Uh, you know, it's well documented. I just think it's I hate doing trends and series, but it, it just it screams over for me as a series, and it has been. Last 12 meetings, we're talking an average of 63 total points per game, and it makes sense. Notre Dame can't replicate Navy's offense in practice. Navy can't replicate Notre Dame's passing attack and the athletes in practice. So uh, if you're afraid about overseas and whatnot, go look at those last two Notre Dame-Navy games in Ireland. Flew way over the total. So um, Notre Dame's major upgraded quarterback, Sam Hartman, I've already told you I don't like Drew Pine. Tyler Buckner's third string at Alabama. I don't know why he transferred to Alabama. 
that shows you how bad the Notre Dame quarterback position was last year. Now you got Sam Hartman. Now you got an improved receiver core. Over for me. And we don't know what Navy's going to run. So I don't think Notre Dame does either. So I think Navy could pop them for a couple quick scores early until they get adjusted. Uh, thoughts on Iowa State? Under 5.5 minus 150. I would make that bet. I think the news is only going to get worse for Iowa State. What, what say you, Kanish? Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm a little surprised that that uh, you know still out there a bit. Um, I thought you know could be kind of getting down to five. Obviously, you know some uh, you know a couple of the key players and Deckers, you know, being one that they won't like. You know, the problem was Deckers. You look at his season last year; he wasn't doing particularly great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's one that um, is probably only going to keep going one way. Uh, it's still there, there's just kind of a lack of clarity around like I would assume Deckers is like ineligible, never going to be able to play college football again. As far as the rest of the guys or the total, it's like you were in this weird gray area around. There's other names coming out. How long are they going to be suspended? Is it going to be the entire are they eligible to play college football anymore? It's just like it's been very unclear uh, since this stuff has started leaking outside of him around like what are the penalties for everybody? So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think still, you gotta go worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I just don't think they'll they'll make examples out of these kids. Uh, I, it's funny. Did you see, Kirk Ferentz was like, you know, a lot of people got on him for it, but I actually thought so too. He was question. He's like, why is the state of Iowa the only state that's charging these kids? You know, what's happening in other right, states. Right, right, right. So, no, uh, so I, and you know what? As you you said there, that uh, I agree with you. And it's what it's kind of what the NFL did with with the guys with gambling, where it's like. Oh, you placed a parlay, you know, you six games, eight games, full season for Cal. I yeah. think this is the first opportunity to make an example of kids, and, and they're going to use that, uh, which is unfortunate for them. But um, I totally agree. Holt in the chat, this is intriguing. Something, you know, I've got almost 400 bets in, but I have not bet the awards. Have you bet the Blitnikoff or Doak Walker awards, some of those, uh, you know, prop stats? No, I actually, you know what, I went on to look um, to see, to see if I could, you know, give you a quick take on that. They're not, I think they're only up in a couple of states. The college right. football awards, um, a lot of states don't have those approved. Um, right. So it, it's it's going to be, you know, a rare one. So I looked at, I'm in, obviously in Michigan, looked on there, didn't, um, didn't see it up. So I think, you know, a couple of states probably have them, but I can't until I am able to get access to the list. Can't give you a take on it. So uh, I'll take a look. We'll circle back uh, next week on it. Obviously, you know, Coram's going to be up there. Judkins for Ole Miss, Marvin Harrison for the Blitnikoff. I'm seeing if there could be a sleeper. I don't know. It would, it would be dependent on me. Uh, I don't know. I don't do Do you do a lot of the props? Did you, you said you played some of the, there we go. Marvin Harrison, the favorite, a Dunze from Washington. I don't like that. Cause he's going to split some receiving numbers. Xavier worthy. Eh, maybe, but I think again, they have multiple receivers at Texas. You know, this would be something a tight end finally winning the Blitnikoff. Is that possible? Brock Bowers winning it. You know what? I mean, Hey, he, he's got the he's got the preseason hype, uh, depending on if he can have a big season there. Um, I, I would not play Harrison at 2-1. to one. No, I wouldn't. And, and, uh, do not. Don't touch that because uh, there's too many guys that can just go off and have massive years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I'll take a look at those, uh, get a little bit deeper into it, and uh, we'll circle back. Yep, and you know what? I will, I'll look at some of the rushing and receiving and props. That will be homework for me for next week. So tune in to next week's show. We can uh, take care of that and hit some of those markets that haven't been widely available. Uh, a couple more here, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, Louisiana Tech FIU over, uh, week zero game. It's a game I am really touched. Uh, I do like Louisiana Tech and their transfers. I'm worried they're starting running back. That Crosby kid's banged up. I might not be able to go. I used on tape. He was a guy that impressed me. 
number 33. Uh, I don't know. I haven't bet that one. I, I There was an early stupid number again at, at Willie Hill Caesars is like seven, seven and a half. I laid it with La Tech, but uh, did you bet this one at all? No. Uh, and I saw some, uh, you know, La Tech steam kind of coming in. Although I'm, and again, I, I, I really, I, and I know FIU has struggled as a program. I do like their coach a bit. Uh, you know, McIntyre helped the team, you know, kind of overperform. Um, I know they lost their best player, Chambers of Maryland. Um, so it's one that I, I need to see. I know there's been a lot of offseason talk around La Tech. They were not very good last year. So uh, I'm a little cautious to kind of, you know, lay on them. That's probably one I'm just going to, you know, kind of kind of wait and see here. Um, so no, I don't have action on it right now. Uh, and not a game that I'm, I'm jumping at the bit to get in on either way, to be honest. Couple more. Uh ND team total over 34 and a half. That would be a play for me. I the, they said in the chat it's uh Bet Rivers. Their name's team total over. I kind of like that quite a bit. Uh and they've usually hit that number against Navy, to say the least. They, even last year with Drew Pine at quarterback, and even getting zero first downs in the second half, they hit that number against Navy. So I like <laughs> that one. Uh a couple more totals. Uh Army UL uh the Actually, Texas Rice under 59 and a half. Haven't played that one, have you? Uh, no, haven't actually don't have a, a, a touch on the the Texas uh, Rice. I was looking at the board, just not to switch over. Texas State, Baylor was one we both liked. I've seen a little bit of oversteam kind of coming in as we're doing it here. That's I like the over both, in that game. I bet yeah. the over Texas State's going to run a ton of tempo. Love the over there. Yep, yep. That's one. I think there's still uh, 57s pretty widely available. Uh and uh, I think we both you played it around there, so uh, that's one that's still still available. That uh, I think is worth the bet. Zach, you can put us down for that one, if it's especially if it's fifty-seven. Well, we can put that down as a bet here. Texas State Baylor over if that's getting hit right now. I'm surprised that that some people are hitting that, but yeah, I I like that one quite a bit for the tempo. Looks like you know Texas State camp looks like uh, Hornsby going to be the quarterback there. Uh, they're running. In, if this is deep in the weeds, but the incarnate word head coach is taking over Texas State. Yeah. Incarnate Word had uh, maybe the best offense statistically in all of college football last year. Uh, don't ask me, you know, watch a couple of their playoff games uh, from last year. We'll take that over 57 uh, win bet uh, that available there. So, uh, yeah, UCLA Coastal Carolina over in the chat. Uh, I'm actually looking to play maybe the under in that game. Uh, I, it depends on who's going to be the quarterback for UCLA. I I've been kind of waiting to see. Maybe it's Dante Moore. Maybe it's not. Coastal Carolina's got a new offense. I know, you know, Grayson is back yet again for another year. But with a new offense, I'm not sure that they're going to be hitting on all cylinders. Did you play that one yet? I'm waiting to play under, honestly. I I, actually, I got nothing on that. UCLA is kind of a big, uh, you know, wait and see for me. So I, yeah. I don't have anything uh, on that game. And I'm a little, you know, skeptical on on Coastal as well. Uh, you know, Chad, well, even with Grayson coming back, um, a lot of talent walked out the door there. So I kind of be with you on that one. I think UCLA's defense will actually be a little bit better than advertised too. So um, that's kind of, yeah, the way I'd, I'd do. But for the most part, I that is kind of a wait and see for me. Final one, John, Army UL Monroe, seven and a half. Army's quarterback that was in the mix to start is out for the year. So I was expecting to see maybe some ULM money. Haven't really. I don't like UL Monroe this year, to be honest with you. So uh, I laid it with Army. I laid six and a half, laid seven. I'm not playing back UL Monroe, even with the Army quarterback situation, because it was a guy just fighting to be the starter. There wasn't much difference between him and the other guy. Army, obviously, is gonna they're going to be changing up their offense this year. Kind of a wait and see there. They're going to run some shotguns. So uh, I just I played pure numbers for me. What said uh, some slight value on Army? Did you play anything on that one? 
No, that's what I mean. We talked about it kind of with Navy in order of like, what is this actually going to look like uh, with with Army and Navy in in this first? I'm I'm skeptical when any time you change from a triple option um, that in in the history of college football, when you go away from those systems, depending on and it doesn't seem like they're going fully away, but it's usually a rough transition. To say the least. So we'll we'll see with that one. I think maybe the better play, I played Army's win total under, uh, even though I kind of liked them in week one. I thought the, the win total, in case it doesn't go well for them transitioning, uh, I did play that. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts, Kanish? I thought it was a decent show. We didn't have any internet issues, obviously. No, smooth sailing, baby. We got the, the mic's working, the internet's working. That's how we do it now. Um, <laughs> I would say one – it uh, looks like our, I know we've talked about in the past, my Michigan Wolverines, uh, no uh, no Harbaugh suspension. I wouldn't expect a Sharon Moore suspension now. Um, don't know where that lands us going forward, uh, but there was a 33 and a half, 34 out there. Uh, Michigan tweeted that yesterday because um, now it seems like they'll be full go on the coaching staff. So uh, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, ECU comes out with. But that was one that we had touched on uh, last week that now it looks like every, everything's changed and uh, they're going to have the full staff. Make sure you stay tuned to the show. You and I might go head to head on that game. I know you like Michigan. Oh, we'll baby. see where that number settles. I'm going to take East Carolina in that game, even though I don't like East Carolina this year. I think that number might be rich. But Harbaugh's not a guy that's not afraid to put the foot on the pedal. Uh, even The pirate uh, ship is back. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll see. Uh, you and I will be talking about that game as we get closer to kickoff. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to the Hit the Books YouTube channel. We talked about the Twitter following up to a thousand. The reality is still 50 plus percent of you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel. So make sure you get notified in real uh, time whenever a new episode drops or we go live. If you do enjoy the content, please smash the like button. If you're listening in audio form, please rate and review five stars. For the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. For Zach Phillips, doing an outstanding job producing. I am Brad Powers. And for all our show updates, make sure you're following at Hit the Books HQ and at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. That'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next week.